now it's time for some midweek thoughts. Tim, John, knock knock, <laughs> not again, man, not again. I can't. I won't enable you. Knock knock. No one's home. Knock knock. <laughs> no one's home. Knock knock. Who's there? Me. Me who? No, like me. I'm here oh. to do this oh. podcast. Okay. You can come on in. It's fine. Cool. So I want to share about an experience I had last night. All right. I'm in a private Facebook group with some other guys. We just talk guy stuff. It's from a old relationships or whatever. Um, actually, it's part of bad Christian community. It's the one of the last subgroups I'm in on Facebook. Nice. Um, in terms of that. But uh, one of the guys was asking, wanted to do a podcast about toxic masculinity. And okay. I was like, I could go off on that for a little while, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, I have the gear, so let me know. Mm-hmm. And he got he got two other guys to do it. So all weekend we were trying to set up a time to do this. I'm like, I'm pretty flexible. I, I can, you know, I can handle whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, we set a time and then we had to push it back to another time. And then we had to push it back a day. And I'm getting at this point kind of like, all right. I don't know if I want to do this or not. I'm feeling like it's, and I know scheduling is hard, you mm-hmm. know, with, with three or four people trying to get them all. We were going to go on Skype together and have like kind of a round table discussion on this. Yeah. You know, so it was scheduled for t- last night at eight o'clock. Okay. My time. And, uh, eight o'clock's pushing it. I'm putting the kids in bed at eight o'clock. I'm usually in bed by nine o'clock mm-hmm. and uh, I get a, I get a text. Hey, um, one of the guys can't make it till eight 30. Hmm. Is that still okay? And like the window is so small. Mm-hmm. It's half an hour. So I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and one of the other guys had to back out, unfortunately. And um, I asked why. It's just one of those days, just a rough day and something had to go. And, you know, so he's like, he canceled that, which is fine. I respect that decision. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your day just fills up and you need to decide there's something that might need to go. Right. It's I fine. get that. And then whenever he said 8.30, I was like, I really want to just be like, you know what? I can't. Yeah. That's time with my wife. You know, after the kids are in bed, I, it's getting close to my bedtime, and I'm pretty particular about that. Mm-hmm. And I almost called it quits. Okay. But I didn't. Mm-hmm. I pushed forward. And even through that whole time, I'm like, the guy that had to push it back, I'm like, dude, like, seriously, you, you knew it was 8 o'clock. Like seven o'clock your time, eight o'clock my time. Like, couldn't you just be there? Right. You knew that all the way in the beginning of the day. You could plan your whole day around being there at a specific time, but yet you still know you're going to be half an hour late. Mm -hmm. And I was making up all these reasons in my head on why I didn't want to do it. And I was kind of getting in a pain in the butt mood. Um, But I realized, like, no, just do it. And I did it. Mm -hmm. Sat down here, had Skype up. Recorded mine in the conversation, and to him, it was probably one of the best conversations with somebody I've had in my life. Dang, man! The like it was, it was freeing. Like I love these conversations, mm-hmm. but then to sit with two other guys that I don't really even know that well, and the- two different life experiences, mm-hmm. talking about how this thing called toxic masculinity affected them. I was able to share some things, you know, about my own life, stuff that I've shared on this podcast before, but mm-hmm. to share it with two other people live, you know, and and have them validate some things and then us validate some other things. Like, the end of that conversation, I was just like, 
I wish more people could do stuff like this. Yeah. I wish more people would just take the time and not let little things get in their way and get them in bad moods and like, like be flexible if plans change, mm-hmm. you know, just, just roll with it. Yeah. Roll with it. Give a little grace for other people and what they're going through. And that there might be a little delay or whatever. And I'll be honest with you, I left that. I was just like, I felt really good. That went talk. like a that went like a totally different direction than I thought it was going to go in. So I'm trying to shift my gears because I was I, I was thinking that you were going to go to a place where you were like people don't respect time, like that you feel. I thought you were going to say you felt well, disrespected. I I did. Mm-hmm. Like I I did. Like that's how I felt. If you're going to set something up. I know it's difficult, but if you say you're going to be there, I was planning this thing like, yeah, like listen, is, is my time not valuable? Toxic masculinity is not honoring your commitments. <laughs> and this was a commitment. It's like if you told your kid you were going to show up to their game at eight o'clock and mm-hmm. you you showed up at halftime. Right. Like your you, you wouldn't part, do that. Yeah. Um, but then I was like, dude, that's stupid. <laughs> like, no, you're just you're I'm a, I'm a freaking hammer, mm-hmm. you know, which no one heard that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> episode because that's why we're recording this one. Oh yeah you should elaborate on what the um, hammer but is. i was a hammer you know when you're when you're a hammer everything's a nail yeah you know so i was walking around with a hammer like i just kind of wanted something to like beat up on mm-hmm. i just didn't kind of kind of mood i'm like i don't want to take it out on the kids i don't want to do this but i just felt like i wanted to beat up on something you know yeah and um and i realized instead of trying to be the hammer and hit the nail in i should use the claw end of the hammer and maybe start pulling some nails out yeah that's you know? good and and loosening up a little bit, rolling with punches a little bit, and just have a good time. Yeah, and trying to be positive. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I, I, I'd probably. I don't know. I'm sure I'll drop the. We'll drop the link of this other podcast sometime. It's called the Reapcast. You can look it up. Nice. I think it's episode one. Um, it was really good. I think it was a good conversation. It was helpful for people to hear. So. Yeah. Well, I guess going off of that topic of to shit like uh like you're shifting gears like you're things go uh, not according to plan instead of shutting down you just roll with the punches and i think that's so that's like one of the biggest lessons you can learn in life <laughs> you're on family vacation you blow a flat you blow a tire you get a flat you know what i mean that could send some people into a complete tailspin why do you think that happens i do think you have any ideas i think because we we like to feel like we have control over our life and then whenever we realize that we don't <laughs> It makes us feel powerless. It's there's so many outside factors that play into things, as you know. It's like you were ready all day for eight o'clock, so why can't everybody else be ready for eight o'clock? Like you were able to do it, so why aren't they able to do it? It's like you can keep your room clean, so why can't your partner keep the room clean? It's like shouldn't you be able to do this? Like I can do it, and it makes you frustrated at them. But it's like, well, you need to give a little sympathy to that person because there's probably a reason why they can't keep their room clean. Mm-hmm. They've and, got a whole world of history behind them that who knows. Right. So I think in situations like that, you kind of need to get off your high horse for a minute. And it's like, thanks Tim. Oh well, no, I get this way. <laughs> I get this. Like, you know, whenever I, we, I used to have, band, right. I used to have band practice four times a week, four times a week. I would drive a half hour after high school, straight from high school, pick people up, drive them a half hour back then a half hour back to Camp Hill and then a half hour home. So I was went to school all day, driving two hours and having like three or four hour band practices. I did this four times a week. And whenever someone wasn't ready, whenever someone wasn't giving it their all, I would be like, <laughs> like, you know, 
I, I felt disrespected. It's like, mm-hmm. you don't respect my time. You don't respect what I'm doing. But it's like, well, they have their own. What makes own... you so important that right. they should be respecting your time and yeah. not you respecting their inability to be flexible or like they're, they're in, what's my word? I don't know. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. It's like, like it's like this dude that has, he was like, hey man, my day got away from me. I need to chop something for my day. And this is hitting the chopping block. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, you know, you would, you would say no to me. You would turn this down. Instead of being like that, you're just like, dude, man, hey, thanks for, thanks for telling me. Thanks yeah. for letting me know. And honestly, I did, when I, when I found out why that person had backed out, I was like, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Like, no, well, there's no shame in that. And I think, absolutely at all. And I think whenever you live through situations, it gives you more compassion. Like, whenever you've been the, ne- the messy person, you understand the mindset of that. Whenever you've been the person who's always late, you you understand how you can become that way. So yeah, it's interesting though because I was thinking about I was on the brink of just backing out and being like, and it's it's late, you know, trying to push for another time and trying to maybe be like, hey, that other guy, maybe if we did reschedule, if there's a better time, I really would like all all of us to be there, but I didn't, and it, you know, it's hard because because I have been there. Mm-hmm. those voices in your head that say, just don't go to that thing. Just stay home. Just mm-hmm. cancel. I I wonder sometimes, and I'm not specific, specifically speaking for, you know, the other party here that had to back out, but me in general, sometimes you got to push past that. Oh yeah. Sometimes you got to be like, no dude, you're staying home because you're kind of self-sabotaging yourself because you don't think you deserve to have a good time dude. or you don't deserve to do that. Um, I- I think just go do all, it. All of the good things that have ever happened in my life, every single thing that's good has been me going out of my comfort zone, like going into situations that felt really uncomfortable. But I was like, I know this is like, I know I should just do this. Like, I know, I know like I could get to bed earlier this night, but I should go. And I always come out with something learned from it. Always. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was an uncomfortable night, I still learned something. I learned way more than I would have by getting to bed an hour earlier than normal. Like, yeah. So we do get in our own ways a lot and we just have to like get over that hump. Mm -hmm. I think people that are, you know, going back to like, if the tire blows out, throwing you for a loop, Yeah. if you're prone to anxiety, Mm -hmm. which I am and I was very bad, you almost have to visualize what you're going into Mm -hmm. and if something changes from that visualization it just rocks your world Mm -hmm. um i one example on a job site i was planning to go in i i had i knew what the job what i was should be expecting i knew what i had to do that day in the next couple days to make everything work right and i think we just had a new kid and stuff like that so like Mm -hmm. life was stressful and i got in and they had installed the cabinets on this new house already, and I hadn't got a chance to like spray or paint the walls yet. Oh yeah, and I'm just like what? What the heck? Like, and I, I I lost it. I like walked out, and I had to come back, you know, <laughs> later and be like, I'm sorry. I just, I think this is what you I was do that. Yeah, yeah, if you do that too much, if you're planning that trip to the beach and the tire blows out, and you're visualizing the trip there smoothly, and it happens like. It's not helpful. Like it's, I get why people have to do it, mm-hmm. but you've got to hold those plans loosely. Yeah, you know, you can't be so tied into that. And unfortunately, if you get to that point where you blow up when plans change, like you're beyond, yeah, being able to shift on the fly. Like that's something you need to preemptively look into. Yeah, there, there, I don't think there's a magic word that you can say to someone and they're like, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. part of, I mean, I thankfully I was young in a band and 
whenever I mean, you know john like things never go according to plan you show up to a venue they have no sound system you show up to a venue and- or or worse they do have a sound system and it's this cheap ass shitty little thing from radio shack <laughs> yeah. you know it's like you what blow the, the heck? Heck? yeah so you you kind of expect was that expect the unexpected it's so cheesy but i think for me the way that i deal with it now is say like for example you and i had this time to meet today and it was it was like we both kind of agreed on a certain time. If that I wasn't, uh, it's like I can't base my happiness on that because I know that you have your own life and something can happen at any moment. And I need to figure out a way to not stake my happiness in these circumstances that can change. Like I've, I've a va- I've yeah. a, I have a vacation planned in September. I I have money down on an Airbnb. So many factors can happen between really? now and September. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like I'm looking forward to it. Like I'm excited about that. But I know that st- something can happen. Like I don't know. But so if you, it, yeah, this is something that you learn over time. Like you just can't stake your happiness in that. So then, what do you stake your happiness in? It always comes back to mindfulness and like being in the moment and that's like what it all comes back to mm-hmm. like, I, like whenever your whenever your tire goes flat all right this is my new reality this is it yeah. this, this is the new reality now and how do i make how do i live with this now you can't live in the you can't live in the world anymore where your tire wasn't flat you can't be there anymore because that's not real so instead of mourning the times when your tire worked you now have to be like it's okay it's popped this is my new life sorry go ahead no that's absolutely right mm-hmm I learned, um, yeah, there's an actual pause there. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a meme a while ago that really helped because a lot of times too, we, we think about those physical things that happen and then those things like how we, we think other people view us that create some anxiety and it was very helpful. Like was this guy standing there? He was like, he was sulking and sad and he's just got this frown on his face and he's like, nobody gives a shit and like and it's about himself oh i've seen this and on the flip side you have another person who's joyful nobody gives a shit like nobody cares Mm -hmm. and i think having that i was just like dude so true nobody really cares that much and (laughs) i don't think we should yes you care about certain things but like relax Mm -hmm. life doesn't have to be perfect right you know, we paint these narratives of ourselves in the perfection. Like you see the picture of the two people on the beach, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, they're both sipping their margaritas or cocktails with their feet up. Mm-hmm. And you think like, oh, man, that would be great. <laughs> but you didn't see the fight they had a couple hours before <laughs> yeah. about when they were going to go to the beach. Why aren't you not getting ready yet? The drive on the way there, there was delays in the airport and they were stressed out. And you didn't <laughs> see all of the, the stressful planning, the leading up to it. And you only see the, the, the nice thing. I think we need to just flush that. There is this script that our life has to follow. Just right. roll with it. Just right. not care. Just don't give a shit. Right. Like, yeah, truthfully, like so you know, we we as humans are predetermined to react on fear. That's just in our nature. You know, that's why we talk about the fight or flight type of, you mm-hmm. know, that's why we always talk about um why it's so quick to fall into anger and quick to fall to anxiety, but it's harder to fall into joy and stuff is because that we're predetermined we're predisposed to fall into this quicker. So whenever these little hiccups happen in the road, it's way easier to go 
oh my God, like your, your brain feels like you're probably going to die, you know, but you're not going to die. So whenever that bill comes in the mail that you weren't expecting, instead of feeling like, okay, that's it. I'm done. Screw it. My whole week's done. Like, all right, I wasn't expecting this. This is a change of plans, but this is what I have to, like, this is the new norm. You just have to keep, keep setting the new norm. And that's really helped me a lot is like whenever I get sick, okay, this is, this is what my life is now. Um, so I, yeah. So whenever that thing happened last night, it is super easy to be like, fuck it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, we said eight. Nope. We're done. It's so easy to yeah. do that. So easy. Um, it was hard to get out of that funk though. Yeah. It was hard, but I was like, now I was like, no, just do it. Nice. Just do it. And it turned out to be amazing. That's what I mean. And so, it was all in my head. That's where the fruit in life comes yeah, from. It was all in my own head. I want to share, share something else really quick. Okay. That came to me. When we're talking about like, I've heard that old phrase. If you don't, if you fail to plan, then you can plan to fail. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I'm going to make a new one though. Mm-hmm. If you don't plan to fail, your plan is a failure. If you don't plan to fail, yeah, your plan is a failure. Yeah, excuse me, right. I'm, I'm getting in, getting deep here. Yeah. Not saying that you're planning to fail, mm-hmm. but in your plan, there's got to be some kind of like, yeah, if that doesn't work, okay, I'm backtracking a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Like you want to plan to succeed for one thing, but mm-hmm. you've got to know that like what if it doesn't work out exactly as I planned and mm-hmm. have some of them fallbacks like in the back of your mind, knowing like mm-hmm. it's, I'm not giving up. Mm-hmm. I just got to adjust sales mm-hmm. and go accordingly, which I think that's what we're getting at. Yep. When those plans fall apart, it doesn't mean you failed or it doesn't mean you didn't succeed. You just adjust sales and keep moving. Right. And I, I've had so many, sorry, you were going to say oh, something. Well, yeah, well, it's a little, a little rant to wrap it up. So if you want to, okay, do, well, real quick, I know for me, on family vacations, I keep going because I guess I have vacation on the brain. Um, some of my most memorable family vacations I've ever had are the times when things didn't go wrong. I'm sorry. Wait, when, when things, when things went wrong and we had to improvise and it causes like these intricate random memories that are just so fun and they never would have happened. And it's like these things that will always stick with me. Um, some of my best memories in life are whenever I was like canoeing and it stormed and we had to get on the side of the river. We were stuck on the side of the river for like hours because we couldn't get in the water, but we ended up like making jokes about it in songs. And that was my favorite part of the whole vacation. Whenever someone would be like, Oh, fucking rain. And you got so like stormed out. Like, so almost embrace these times in life. Like, like that one time you guys planned to go bungee jumping and, you did, but then the cord snapped, mm-hmm. and you ended up all in the emergency room. Yeah, and you just crazy. you had a big party at the emergency room, and you just was like, you know what, that didn't go as planned, but we're still gonna have fun here. You know, yeah, exactly. My entire body's now made up of like gelatin and robot so, mechanics. It's uh, crazy. Anyway, you were talking about that that storm on the canoe. I remember that time I was with your brother. Yeah, so was, <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> whew, intense. Anyway, so to kind of wrap up, and you you brought it you brought it up in the beginning that like timing mm-hmm. making commitments it's 2019 mm-hmm. and everybody has a cell phone i'm gonna take <laughs> everybody back about even like 20 years ago mm-hmm. um not everybody had cell phones so there was a code like if you were to meet somebody at like eight o'clock for breakfast yep and it was like you gave them a certain amount of time yeah 
eight ten, eight fifteen, and you're like, you know what? I don't think they're coming. Mm-hmm. You can leave, mm-hmm. and if they show up at eight twenty and you're not there, they understand. That's they on get them. It. That's on them, and they're not going to be mad at you because they know they were late and it was just a cross path, right? Today, if you have breakfast for eight o'clock, and you send a text to your friend at eight ten, I'm going to be five minutes more. Fuck you. <laughs> you're a dick because you were supposed to. You knew about 45 minutes ago that you were going to be late Mm -hmm. and your friend deserves to be told as soon as you know you're going to be late that you're going to be late right not letting them know you're going to be late 10 minutes after After you're already late yeah so there i feel better getting that out i've been wanting to get that out for a long time (laughs) because it makes zero sense that anybody today has to wait for anybody oh i because you know you know well before the scheduled time that you're going to be late. Or text if you're in traffic. That happens to me. Like, dude. Yes. Like, hey, I'm in traffic. Right. Running late. That's it. No That's all you deal. have to say. Yep. Cool. So. Nice. That being said, they did let me know with plenty of time last night. That yeah. They were running so. late. That's no big deal. I'm not griping about that. No, whatsoever. this is good, though. I think a lot of people do get tripped up about this stuff. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully this helps. That was a lot better than talking about Robert Kraft getting his dick sucked, huh? <laughs> That is a lot better. This is our second take at this episode. We recorded a whole episode. John texts me and he's like, hey, man, let's scrap yeah, that. I'm not feeling good about that. So here we so, are. Yep. Cool. All right. Anything? John, no. you, you get to say bye this time. I always say bye. Bye.